the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us on AM 1420. The Answer at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the 13th morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thanks so much for being with us. Coming up in one hour, our treat of the week. It's my favorite time of the week, and that's Kersenow time. Peter Kersenow will be with us at 10.05. He wants to talk about white supremacy. He wants to talk about the allegations that all Trump voters are white supremacists and they support a white supremacist in chief. Pete is loaded for bear. This, I can promise you, you're going to want to be around here for that conversation. That'll start at about 10.05. Between now and then, we have a lot of other news to get to. Yesterday, I spent a great deal of time on the Ferguson story. The Ferguson lie that was repeated over and over and over again by liberal Democratic candidates, particularly those who are candidates for President of the United States, on Friday, the fifth anniversary of the shooting of Michael Brown. Uh, I spent almost the entire show on that yesterday, including a conversation with Steve Loomis, uh, who talked about the Ferguson effect. Peter wants in on that, too. So he will uh, he will get into all of that with us coming up. Excuse me. Uh, still battling a cough. Uh, he will get into that uh, with us coming up at uh, exactly 1010 this morning. So we're looking forward to that. But between now and then, on yesterday's show, I did not talk uh, very much about the Jeffrey Epstein story. And the reason why is I didn't have anything to say about the Jeffrey Epstein story. Um, because at this point in time, there are way more questions than there are answers. How did he kill himself? Why did he kill himself? Did he kill himself? Was he murdered? Is there a conspiracy to keep him silent because he knew too many things about too many very important people, particularly the political, political elite? What do we know about all of that? And so, you know, I could sit here and just do the conspiracy thing and say, well, it was probably the Clintons, well, it's probably this, that, or the other. I mean, for crying out loud, 
you know, the Democrats do that constantly. And that's what they're doing in this case. They're throwing as many things at the wall as they can, hoping something sticks to it. And they're even floating, the Russians did it. The Russians had Jeffrey Epstein murdered in his cell in the MCC because, uh, um, uh, you know, it would, it would somehow po- uh, politically benefit Donald Trump. I'm not kidding. There's just so many questions about this. We don't have the answers. What we do have, however, is a pledge. We have a pledge from the Attorney General of the United States to get to the bottom of all of this. Attorney General William Barr is beside himself with anger and rage over this. He wants justice for the victims of Jeffrey Epstein, and he is vowing that it will come. Before I begin, I'd like to briefly address news from the Manhattan Correctional Center over the weekend regarding Jeffrey Epstein. This sex trafficking case was very important to the Department of Justice and to me personally. It was important to the dedicated prosecutors in the Southern District of New York and to our FBI agents who investigated the case and were preparing it for trial. Most importantly, this case was important to the victims who had the courage to come forward and deserve the opportunity to confront the accused in the courtroom. I was appalled, and indeed the whole department was, and frankly, angry, to learn of the MCC's failure to adequately secure this prisoner. We are now learning of serious irregularities at this facility that are deeply concerning and demand a thorough investigation. The FBI and the Office of Inspector General are doing just that. We will get to the bottom of what happened, and there will be accountability. But let me assure you that this case will continue on against anyone who was complicit with Epstein. Any co-conspirators should not rest easy. The victims deserve justice, and they will get it. That's a statement from Attorney General Bill Barr. If you are someone who may have been complicit in the crimes committed by convicted pedophile and sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, and you think you can breathe easy now, stop thinking that way, because we are coming for you. The investigators under this Department of Justice are bound and determined to get justice for those victims. So I was really appreciative of that statement by Bill Barr. And while, as I said yesterday, I did not want to get into the conspiracy game I don't want to comment on the president who retweeted a conspiracy uh, message over the weekend, um, you know, and he's taken a lot of heat for that. Uh, look, the bottom line is there is a long, long list of names. And, and I, I apologize if I'm kind of going back on my word here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to accuse. I'm just going to point out some things that we all know are going on. There is a long, long list of names of people who have been associated with the Clinton crime family, and that's what I've called it for a long time, the Clinton crime syndicate, um, who have died under mysterious circumstances, particularly people who may have been in a position to provide some very important evidence or information about some of the Clintons 
um, private dealings and public dealings, quite frankly, for the time that they were in the White House together. You can't ignore the list. There's a, there's a, the Gateway Pundit put together the list, actually kind of just recompiled it. It's been out there for a long, long time and put it up yesterday. And I tweeted it and I've, uh, Facebook posted it too. If you're on social media with me, follow me at France. Uh, radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z radio, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. And um, you'll see this list of individuals who have died under very mysterious circumstances um, after, after quite, un- quite frankly, crossing paths or just crossing the Clintons. The list includes names like James McDougal, who was Bill Clinton's convicted whitewater partner, died of an apparent heart attack while in solitary confinement. He was a key witness in Ken Starr's investigation. And you say, okay, well, a lot of people die of heart attacks. That's true. Mary Mahoney, former White House intern who was murdered in July of 1997 at a Starbucks in Georgetown. The murder happened just after she was announced to go public with her story of sexual harassment in the White House at the hands of Bill Clinton. Of course, you remember Vince Foster, former White House counselor, colleague of Hillary's at the Little Rock Rose Law Firm, died of a gunshot wound to the head, ruled a suicide. Ron Brown, Secretary of Commerce and former DNC chair, reported to have died by impact in a plane crash. A pathologist, though, who was part of the investigation, reported there was a hole in the top of his skull resembling a gunshot wound. The rest of the people on the plane also died. A few days later, the air traffic controller committed suicide. Uh, you know, Ed Willie, Jerry Perk, Kathy Ferks. I'm, I'm, I don't want to go through all of these. Of course, you remember Seth Rich, just, you know, last July, D.C. staffer murdered and robbed of nothing on July 10th. Uh, WikiLeaks found uh, Julian Assange claims that he had info on the DNC email scandal. So there's just a big list. It's 46 names long of people who have died under weird circumstances after having close ties to and potentially crossing the the clinton family um that's where i'll stop because i don't want to engage in the rest of this i'm not going to read all of these names to you but just point out the fact that jeffrey epstein had a private jet that he took to his pedophile island countless numbers of times with clients and friends and according to Multiple reports, court subpoenas have uh, uh, courts have subpoenaed rather Jeffrey Epstein's personal pilots for flight logs, and they reportedly show that Bill Clinton took twenty seven such flights with Jeffrey Epstein. Many of them, if not most of them, according to the reports, uh, with underage girls. So, what does that mean at this point? Nothing, like we say about the president. Like we said about uh, um, Judge Kavanaugh, you're innocent in this country until proven guilty. Nobody's going to prove Bill Clinton or anybody else guilty of anything having to do with Jeffrey Epstein and his pedophilia and his you know rampant sexual abuse and rape of, of young under, underage girls. Nobody's going to say Bill Clinton did anything. But the questions are there because of the history of the Clinton crime syndicate. And the questions are going to be there until somebody... Namely, as noted, Attorney General William Barr gets to the bottom of it. And I'll tell you what, that is not a man that I would want on my case. If I'm Bill Clinton, 
Bill Barr is is a, is a pit bull on a soup bone. Uh, I, I I feel like that's why he hired John Durham to do more investigation into the investigators in the entire Russia uh, uh, witch hunt. Between Barr and Durham and the rest of his uh, investigators, um, I would not want to be in those crosshairs. Like I said, pit bull on a soup bone. He's not going to let go of this until he gets to the bottom of it, wherever that may lead. And that's something that I'm uh, I'm going to take heart in as we all kind of wonder what would we have learned from Jeffrey Epstein himself. All right, 18 minutes after 9 o'clock, we get a time out here. Don't forget, Kirsten, I'll come in at 10.05. I'll come back. I'll get to your phone calls. I do see some people on hold early this morning. That's a little unusual, but that's okay. I'll take your calls at 216-901-0945, We have a ton of news to discuss this morning. Stay here on AM 1420, The Answer. It's 923. We continue now on AM 1420. The answer. I'm going to take a quick phone call on Ferguson, then I'm going to pivot to another story with very important local interest. Uh, Mike in Fairview Park, thanks for waiting. You're on AM 1420. The answer. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Bob, I wanted to uh, speak on uh, two different issues here. Uh, one, right. uh, and basically, it's uh, what I'd like to do is compliment you on your perceptiveness, your perspicacious, and your razor-sharp ability to bring your audience news and facts that really matter in this fight we're involved in. Two of the, the two examples I want to give is one about two weeks ago. Uh, you had the tape on Mueller there in front of that IRS commission, and uh, I, never, I didn't even hear that on any of the other shows or news or anything like that. I don't know where you got it from, but, boy, that was great. It made you really think about this guy. And, uh, you know, after listening to it numerous times in your show, I could only come to the conclusion that either this guy in both situations was either covering for somebody or just didn't do his homework. But the second thing you came up with, and as I said, you were the only show that I heard that on. Second thing is... Uh, couple days before yesterday, I was watching the news, and, you know, we have this Ferguson anniversary or whatever going on. I said, why is this guy the father there? Why is this guy getting all the attention, you know? You know, look how he raised his kid to do this kind of stuff. But watching it on the news, I started to get a funny feeling as far as what's going on here. You know, we're not hearing that a police officer was attacked, and it was a whole different discourse, you know. Anyhow, I had a real funny feeling uh uh, about the whole scenario, and, and sure enough, Bob France yesterday, once again, on the cutting edge, brought the same suspicion to his listeners, you know, on yesterday's show, and I said, I'll be damned, and uh, I didn't hear anything on anybody else's show either, and I'm on the radio all day long, and uh, that's all I wanted to compliment you on, how your show's a great educational tool in this fight, and you're always on the cutting edge. Thanks for your time, well, Bob. Mike, I appreciate that. And for those who may be wondering, no, Mike's last name is not France. He's not family, and he's not on the payroll. Uh, but, <laughs> but I do appreciate uh, all of those kind words. Listen, I want to go back to what you said. The first part of that was the uh, Jim Jordan questioning of um, Bob Mueller, back when Bob Mueller was FBI director, not special counsel in this Russia investigation. This was back during the IRS scandal. And uh, Bob Mueller was the FBI director, and, and I played the clips of of Jim Jordan questioning him back-to-back, kind of juxtaposing that question-and-answer period with the recent question-and-answer period over the Russia probe in which Bob Mueller sounded lost, dazed, and confused. 
And and what was a surprise to a lot of people, including Mike there, was he was the exact same way in his testimony, uh, in his responses to the questions by Jim Jordan during the IRS targeting of conservatives scandal. Um, it was identical. I dare you to, to listen to those two back-to-back, which is what I did on the air, and, and tell me which one was which. Which one was a few years ago, which one was last or two weeks ago. The truth of the matter is, what Mike just said is right. Either, and I don't know which is worse, either Bob Mueller in both of those circumstances was wholly and completely incompetent, which I kind of find hard to believe considering he was the FBI director and then the special counsel in this probe. But either in both cases he was just totally incompetent and incapable of answering important questions, or, as Mike said, he was covering up for something, covering up for someone, refusing to be forthright in his responses. They were almost identical, and that is a very, very uh, chilling thing when you think about it. You know, can we trust the people in, in the Department of Justice at the highest levels? I can now. In terms of Bill Barr, I don't know about Christopher Wray, the current FBI director. President Trump has expressed less than confidence in him recently. But it's so weird, you know, that we had so many corrupt individuals at the top of the FBI, like Strzok and Page and former Deputy Director McCabe, former Director Comey, and now going back to Bob Mueller, uh, who was Comey's predecessor. And you listen to that uh, dog and pony show uh, in which he refused to answer questions about the IRS targeting scandal. It's very, very frustrating, no question about it. All right, let me pivot to this because I want to do this before the bottom of the hour so I can get into depth on it after the bottom of the hour news. Last night... They had the vote in Medina that we had been talking about with Pastor Chris Long a week ago. Uh, they had, not last night, I should say it was on Friday, I guess it was, but they voted in favor of the, of the um, non-discrimination legislation that would protect, as they're phrasing it, LGBTQ individuals. Five to two council voted with Ward 1 Councilman Bob Starcher and at-large Councilman Paul Rose being the only to vote no. The legislation, quote, prohibits discriminatory conduct based on gender identity, expression, or sexual orientation. In housing, employment, and public accommodations, the latter, of course, is the most important. I don't think anybody would be supportive of discriminating against anybody in housing based on whatever they want to call themselves. Nobody should uh, support discrimination in employment based on what somebody calls themselves or, quote, identifies as. Public accommodations is a different animal altogether. And that is something that we absolutely are going to discuss. Because discrimination is what was just greenlit in Medina. Let me say that again. Their non-discrimination legislation is what has been approved by the Medina City Council, discrimination against non-LGBTQ individuals. Discrimination has been legalized in Medina against women, girls, female athletes who want to compete against other females, females who want to change in, in in a place of privacy called locker rooms and showers without biological males being present employers who decide how and and who they're going to hire and how they're going to run their businesses they're all now in the crosshairs they will all be discriminated against and if they don't accept this new norm 
of biological males, biological females being in opposite sex locations, demanding that they participate in ceremonies which may be against the beliefs of individuals, if they don't accept all of this graciously, they can be punished to the tune of fines and who knows, possibly even jail if you don't pay the fines. Medina just signed, well, passed legislation to discriminate against heteronormative people. This is a problem. They're looking to protect LGBTQ people, which is fine, but not at the expense of penalizing and demonizing others. We're going to hit more on that coming up as we continue after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. Nine thirty-six. Uh, the Bob Branson Authority continues. I got to back up five yards here. Maybe not a full fifteen for the punt, but I do need to correct myself. Um, I thought that I was seeing an update on that Medina story that I talked to Pastor Chris Long from the Ohio Christian Alliance about uh, a week ago. I thought it was an update to the story. It was not. This is the original vote that I was referencing. Uh, in the last segment. So my apologies for uh, misleading you and thinking that uh, there was an update. So there is not. And as of now, the city council vote, of course, is still on record. But as of now, the Ohio Christian Alliance is still fighting with that petition that I talked, uh, again, to uh, Pastor Long about. Uh, they have a referendum petition filed led by Concerned Citizens Group, the Concerned Citizens Group, about what's going on in Medina. The public accommodations provision that I mentioned in the last segment in the city ordinance that passed City Council of Medina back in July. Again, this is where I thought there was an update. This is not. This is from last month. But it's still just as important because we uh, nothing is settled. It would result in the negative impacts, the following negative impacts for the city of Medina and its residents. The ordinance states to prohibit discriminatory, discriminatory conduct on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity or expression. But the problem is it will discriminate against those who are not part of those protected groups. The LGBTQ Special Rights Ordinance in Medina provides for a public accommodation section on page 6 of the ordinance allowing for persons of gender, any gender identity or expression to be allowed at any public restroom of the opposite sex. This would then transfer to locker rooms and showers where people are fully nude of the opposite sex. Medina City Schools would have to allow that based on what someone says they feel like or identify as. How is that not discriminatory against heteronormative people, in other words, boys and girls, males and females, biological as always, which is how these things are determined, how would that not be discriminatory against them, forcing them to be in a position of potentially... Uh, you know, a, a state of undress, we'll phrase it that way, with people of the opposite sex. Students may choose to compete in sports in Medina, in their schools, as a gender opposite of what they were born as, as biological, anatomical, chromosomal males and females. The city of Medina would then face making costly investigations into citizen claims of discrimination based on gender identity and expression, which are nearly impossible to prove, Business owners would be faced with the decision 
to make brick-and-mortar changes to accommodate a third restroom in their facilities or face fines. And again, if they refuse to provide certain services for ceremonies, not for individuals, but for ceremonies or events that are counter to their own personal belief system, religious or otherwise, they could be punished by law. So those concerns uh, are being raised again by the Concerned Citizens Group. There's a referendum petition that has been filed uh, that Chris Long told us about, and uh, the ordinance was passed 5-2 to two last month. So the referendum petition was circulated and filed and uh, to put the issue on the ballot for the citizens to decide. The date of that is yet to be determined. So I wanted to clarify because I thought we had an update to that story. It was not an update. It was rehashing last month, but it was worth rehashing because it is that important. All right, it's 940-216-901-0945 is the number, 888-281-1110. You may tweet to me, Facebook comment to me, or parlor comment to me at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. Uh, let's go to uh, the phones and my friend Khalid Namar uh, joining us. Khalid, of, of course, is the host of the Todd Allen Show that you hear each and every Sunday night right here on AM 1420, The Answer. What's going on, my friend? Well, quite a few things. Um, in, in light of all the, the craziness, uh, you know, we covered some things on our show uh, with regard to the media reporting of the shooting, so you might want to check that out. Um, but we have something special going on uh, coming up next month. And someone who is known to your audience will be coming in for us uh, with our uh, American Trinity Project fundraiser uh, in September, and that is the great Dr. Everett Piper. We're bringing in for what's called Liberty Lounge. It'll be a discussion of liberty, constitution, and the theme is keeping the republic. Can and I interrupt you for one second, Kelly? Can yeah. I interrupt you for one second, please? Can you dig it? <laughs> that, uh, that just seemed to be appropriate here because that is a can you dig it moment that you got Dr. Everett Piper to agree to come and speak at the Liberty Lounge. I'm sorry to interrupt. Tell us more about it. Yes. So Liberty Lounge, uh, it's it's going to be a continuing series of discussions we're going to have with with conservative thinkers regarding issues concerning our republic and our constitution and our country. And we we chose the theme of keeping the republic because there are many things that are threatening our republic, as you know, we talk about every day. And we need to really get a uh, an understanding of what we're up against and discuss some ways that we can fight to keep it. Because I, I, I'm telling you, uh, and I, well, I shouldn't have to tell you, this is a different time we're living in where from within and from without, there are threats. And we need to d- discuss that. And so Dr. Piper, in his very poignant and direct way, can certainly help to shed light on some of that. We also got Mike Gibbons who's going to be joining us, as well as uh, moderated by Tom Z. Uh, they'll be a part of it as well, as well as Jeffrey Sindelar, Jr., who's a prominent Cleveland attorney and great conservative Harvard Law graduate. Uh, it's going to be a great evening. And, uh, of course, Dan Messina and myself will be starting off the festivities because I wouldn't be here without Dan. So we are in schools, as you know, uh, trying to teach the founding and history to young people, and we're getting through. I, I want to hit that a little bit more. For those who have not heard yeah. you and I or you on your programs or in social media discussing the American Trinity Project that you and Dan started, and we'll come back to the Liberty Lounge event. I want to get the specifics on where and when and how to get tickets yeah. and so on and so forth. But tell people more about the American Trinity Project, because what you guys have done here, and you and I have talked about this, is... 
I, I, I just think it's phenomenal. I, 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 I salute your passion, your time, your sacrificing of your time and efforts and expenses in order to reach kids. Tell people more. So, the, you know, this started a few years ago. It was Dan's idea to say after the 2012 election, we had to change some minds. And Dan and I met many, many times over the years to try to get this thing going. Uh, and our objective was to get through to people to teach them about the history of this country, uh, the founding, the importance of our Constitution, and how to live and function in a free society. And they're not getting the right right information, so we decided we need to, to go directly to young people and start trying to change the minds. Uh, so we've been getting into schools and colleges and high schools over the past a couple of years uh, consistently, we've spoken to voter registration teams. We've spoken to college uh, Republicans. We've spoken to uh, history classes, economic classes about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and how important it is for us to maintain what we have here by getting engaged, understanding the political process, and understanding what this Constitution is about. And uh, we've talked to inner-city kids about obeying the law, respecting the law, um, and functioning in, in a community uh, which they're not getting, and so we've we, we've had some impact on the kids that we've spoken to and and the young people that we've spoken to. We know it, we can see it, we can hear it when we talk to them, and we want to do more of this because we know we're up against the media, we're up against the the colleges that are indoctrinating these kids with left wing nonsense. So we're trying to get to some of the kids before they even get to college. So they can actually have something to to, to battle with, and uh, I, I, I'm extremely passionate about what's going on in inner cities, where they're not being told about authority, how to obey the law, and how to respect the community. And um, so this is something that I am living and breathing. And Dan and I have been like brothers in arms, uh, you know, going out, and, and we got some resistance, as you could imagine. We've gotten, of course. Uh, <laughs> For some reason, uh, Bob, they don't like our Constitution. And well, think, think about places. what you said at the beginning <laughs> as you described this, Khalid. You, you said we're going up against the media, up against so Because you are. You're pushing back against something that is all going in one direction. And any time you try to push back against you know, a unified uh, uh, effort like that, um, you are going to be villainized and you are going to be demonized. It's a very, That's why... I, I literally, you know, I'm not saying this because you're my friend. I'm not saying this because we share the airwaves. And I'm not saying this because you're here right now. But I'm very proud of you guys. Um, not a lot of people are willing to sacrifice, uh, endure the slings and the arrows and everything else in order to try to protect and preserve, A, our Constitution, and B, larger, the Republic. And that is what the Liberty Lounge that you guys are doing is all about, and that's what the American Trinity Project is all about, and that's why I want people to support you guys. And I know you're not talking to me now as a... Uh, you know, as a fundraiser for the American Trinity Project, I do know that's part of what the Liberty Lounge is. But I hope that people listening right now who are of the means to be able to donate and decide where they want to put their uh, charitable donations, uh, that they will look to you guys because you're doing really, really invaluable work. And I say that again, legitimately and sincerely, not because you're here right now. Yeah, thank you. And for all you've done for us over the last, you know, couple of years, letting us get our message out, because we've been knocking on doors to get into schools. Uh, and some of the teachers have said, yeah, you know, come on in. Some of the administrators, yeah, come on in. And then when we get to the major 
<laughs> school districts. Uh, we get ghosted uh, and pushed back, and, and they disappear on us for some strange reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I can't figure it out. I wonder what that reason is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Khalid, <laughs> t- tell us more about Liberty Lounge now. Dr. Everett Piper, your keynote speaker. Tom Z, my good Absolutely. friend, Tom Zawistowski, Portage County Tea Party, We the People Convention, going to moderate. I wish I could be there that day. Uh, Jeffrey Sindel, our junior, as you pointed out, going to be there as well. There's going to be a lot of wonderful folks there. Tell us where, when, how do you get tickets? So it's going to be at Wagner's of Westlake, um, September 5th, Thursday, September 5th, Wagner's of Westlake. You can get tickets at Eventbrite. Just go to ATP uh, 2019 Fundraiser uh, at Eventbrite. You can get tickets there. Uh, you can check us out on our website at www.americantrinityproject.org. And uh, Dr. Piper, I've spoken to, thanks to you, and he is locked in and ready to do this. We're going to have a great evening of discussion on all of the things that threaten our republic and how we can keep it. And the people we have, Tom Z, Jeffrey Sindelar Jr., um, and um, Mike Gibbons, these are people that are committed to this right now. I'm glad you threw Mike in there. Mike's a great guy. Sorry about that. I'm glad you put him back in there, sir. Mike Gibbons has a a pact that he started. So we are... We're going to attack this, and this is not. This is just the beginning of what we're going to be doing to try to fight for this, because we have to fight for it, or else then we might as well turn it into Venezuela tomorrow. Well, that's that's what is meant by the phrase "if you can keep it." It's a wonderful, great republic and a gift we have given. If you can keep it, and in order to keep it, you have to fight for it, and that's exactly what you guys are doing. So, I'll against your people to the website. And by the way, I'll have Doctor Piper on again Thursday, as I always do. I'll get more information from him on this uh, to talk about the Liberty Lounge event coming up on September fifth at Wagner's and Westlake. But, excuse me, go to americantrinityproject.com or org. I'm sorry, I missed it. dot, dot org. Dot org, americantrinityproject.org for more information. Khalid, you and Dan deserve a, uh, a huge pat on the back. I know there's a lot of work that has gone into this and that will go into this between now and September 5th. So thanks for sharing it with us, and we will, of course, talk to you again about it uh, in the coming weeks. And thanks for all you do, brother. Appreciate you. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Khalid. Khalid Namar uh, joining us on AM 1420 The Answer. Great stuff from him. More phone calls from you next right here on AM 1420 The Answer. All right, six minutes before the top of the hour. Peter Kersenow will be joining us after the top of the hour. Let's get a few more phone calls in here before then. Daniel has been waiting patiently. He's in Cleveland. And, Daniel, uh, my call screen says you are a corrections officer. Is that right? Yeah, you have the um, the Epstein deal was death by Patterson, New Jersey. Uh, one of the Epstein girls has a blog. It's Danielle Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. And the picture of a hand over a glass, caption, police admit, you dragged a 3940. She says, pay attention to every word, and especially in the responses from Macy and Jade Carnicell. The candy I was eating was toxic. There are instances when I struggled. It depends how strong you are to resist them. High school girl is a target for marketing by the two older females in town. She calls the producers and needs to beeline it out of town. That means after you graduate college, you're not going anywhere. You're in a forced marriage with them. The two producers are two judges' daughters. If you Google Prosecutor Valdez arrests New Jersey Woodland Park Officer Stephen Vigorito, 2012, New York.CBSLocal.com, 
You can hear them talking about it. And the caption, Corruption 2, you drive the last 20 minutes as a timeline. Guy says, we took a bribe, but I can only hold you at Trenton Psych in New Jersey 300 years by making lies on you and can kill you when you get there. That's what happened to this Epstein guy. There's correlation between the two Passaic County judges. In the Chicago backdrop, he says there's enough on the tapes he's going to flee to Brazil. I just dropped off tapes of those two judges asked for 10 Gs at a Nazarene church in South Carolina. He says he's going to flee to Brazil or false arrest me and order a psych exam and pretend he doesn't know me in court. He's got a she that runs the hospital is a Dr. Zuber of Trenton Psych, where they've been holding me for three, three years now. And in that prosecutor Valdez, that guy says after he does what he does to you, they force the victim into marriage with him so he can't leave town. It's caught in a trap. I was just about to ask you that. You just laid a whole lot of stuff out there that was a little hard to follow, so I'm going to want to read up on some of this. The website, again, is what? Uh, Danielle Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. The two judges, uh, the judge's daughters, they go down to Epstein's house on how to do this in your town, USA. This could affect your own kids. She's right, caught well. in a trap in a forced marriage with them now. Well, I appreciate uh, the phone call, uh, Daniel. It's a lot of stuff there that I am not familiar with, with everything that you just described in Patterson, New Jersey, and so on and so forth. But it is uh, intriguing enough for me to read up on, and I will try to do that. Thanks uh, uh, for the phone call. Um, John and Chardon wants to get in before the top of the hour, too. Hi, John. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. Your fellow talk show host, uh, Mark Levin, has yeah. a weekly one-hour show that airs on Sunday and then repeats the following Saturday at 7 p.m. Right. He he has a great um, <clears throat> he he has he had a guest on the entire hour last uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. and his guest was a man who immigrated from South Africa and is now a um, a U.S. citizen. He 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 specializes in shedding a light on sex trafficking industry. And, um, and it, because his sister was a victim victim of it, he he brings up a number of interesting statistics, not the least of which is that the industry is largest and larger in this country than any other uh, country in the world. He said that I uh, think I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I, I I did not see that particular episode of uh, of Mark's uh, television show, but. Um, uh, but I think I know who you're talking about, and it is a very, very deep and complicated and, quite frankly, disturbing network that they describe about sex trafficking. Now, it's not news, by the way. We're not breaking news here that there is sex trafficking going on in this country and across the world. People are coming to and from uh, uh, the United States. American girls are being uh, are being kidnapped and so on and so forth and so many others. Um, it is a huge problem, and it is one that does not get nearly enough attention. And I'm going to interrupt the flow of that the epstein part of this story because there will be more coming on this it's not just epstein as the the guest you're talking about uh that was was with uh, mark levin uh highlights but i'm going to pivot from that to once again the southern border because human trafficking for the purpose of sex trafficking on our southern border is more than just a slight problem. It is a massive epidemic. And it's part of the reason we have screamed for a border security wall. It's not just to keep out illegal aliens. It's to stop the flow of drugs and, yes, human beings 
into and out of this country for these terrible, terrible purposes. And uh, the story you're talking about, I will have to find that interview that uh, Levin did. Levin is one of the best in our business, obviously. I will have to find that, and we will, of course, have to talk more about this in the coming days and weeks, especially as it pertains now to the Epstein investigation. Thank you for the uh, phone call, John. Uh, we're going to get uh, news now at the top of the hour. Peter Kirsten now on the other side. We'll go back to more phone calls after that right here on Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.